Hi, I'm Dan Sanguinetti. And I'm Russell Lee. And you're listening to Film Rhapsody. everyone and welcome back to Film Rhapsody. It's been quite a long time and I have to admit it was more our fault than COVID-19. Um, I think we just didn't have the, uh, the the spark to record podcasts for the last couple of months just with everything that's been going on. It's been quite a, I, I guess a very different time for for at least Russell and I. Uh, I know for me particularly, um, on the first week of March, everything shut down. Uh, all my classes, all my workshops um, ceased. And then all our event videos stopped. All the weddings we had booked got cancelled. All the conferences that were on on, on the horizon were, were just disappeared. And um, particularly all the sports filming we had um, did not go ahead. So... The last two months have been uh, a challenge, uh, as I've been putting it, uh, trying to that's, understand... That's very diplomatic, a well, challenge. Yeah. Well, that's right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's been one of those things where we're trying to, like I've been trying to work out how to adapt um, to, to, to uh, I guess, do business in a world that doesn't meet with each other. Um, and so um, getting, getting, our, getting our heads together to try and... Uh, do podcasts have been just not right and I totally appreciate that I've seen plenty of podcasts thrive in this time <laughs> they've been like pumping out episode after episode um and but I just I just it's just where we were we just didn't have that spark and even tonight's yeah. tonight's recording is uh it was on the whim it was just like we have some energy let's let's do something let's make it happen yeah it's a, it's, a, it's a little hard to update people about Alice when there's really no, nothing to update. Yeah, and um, it's very hard and, to update and like, talk about the film industry when there isn't there one isn't happening. One, yeah. yeah, there wasn't one happening at the moment. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we're, we're, we're back. We're back. We can't guarantee that this will be a regular we're back, but we'll do our best now. Now we've got some setup. So Russell has some new equipment at home. Um, for those who, who are listening on the podcast, we're actually, for the first time, successfully recording a video for this so this might be on youtube um for those watching on youtube you can actually see our faces and yes we are recording this through skype uh we're not in the same room but you know we attempted to record previous episodes and every single time we failed completely so here we are for successful in focus uh in sync video happening at the same time as recording sound so we decided we were going to share uh, a few things that we've been working on during this time, I mean, it hasn't been complete shutdown in in creativity. Um, there's been a few things that have been happening. I mean, me personally, I've been working on trying to uh, move a lot of my business online. Um, I've been establishing a lot of live streaming. Um, for those who know of the live streams that I've been doing, there's the online classes. Uh, that's been a been a, a major thing that's kind of kept me through. I mean, those who took part in that has has actually been ha- supported. Uh, a small business like mine by ensuring that I had a little bit of uh, income during during this period. Um, but also there was a, a, a significant event in in um, beginning of April where we uh, hosted the Lights Camber Action um, 
Best of the Rest live stream, which was uh, a great success. Um, so we had a lot of people watching, and it was it was fun just to have uh, a big hangout with everyone. Like there was quite a few people involved, and who who came and chatted on Skype during the broadcast, which was great. Um, for, for me, I've uh, it's been you know all writing for the last couple of months. Um, starting just before um just before um all this happened really. Um, I was approached by several people for several different projects, um, starting with uh, New Wave Pictures. Um, they optioned my first screenplay reunion, uh, which I developed for a few years with um, the film distillery. Um, so I'd be working on a new draft with them, um, aiming to hopefully shoot this year, um, if not early next year on that. Uh, Victoria Hopkins, who's been working with us on um, Alice. Um, I've been working with her on The Last Train screenplay. So that's coming along. Um, that, that'll be the next thing I start writing. Which I would say I'm, I'm helping produce, by the way. So yeah. it's another collaboration that we've been working on. I'm also working with uh, Mike Wheeler, who's uh, one of the actors in Alice. He plays um, the main character's father um, on adapting a short film that he wrote a few years back uh, into a full feature. So that's going to be a little later in the year. And I've already written about two-thirds of a pilot for a, um, a sci-fi series uh, with Masood, um, who uh, was our producer on Man in the Moon. Yeah, oh, it's good. It sounds like you've been super busy during this period, like using the time that we've been stuck at home to actually, um, you know, keep your isolation creations happening. We also decided that we were, you know, we wanted another project in our hands um, because we're crazy filmmakers who seem to seem desperate to try and um have some I don't know, relevance love us, love us please yeah we want we, <laughs> we want validation and relevance so we, we we have been working on a another project that is aside to all the projects we're doing we, we seem to make it a habit to um to announce things on this podcast on what we're doing and so um we, we we've written a uh an isolation film in in uh i guess homage to the isolation experiences we've had in the last two months um it's going to be uniquely shot uniquely shot for us probably not very unique out there we'll let our audience take some guesses on how it might be shot but by the time it's taken us to develop it i'm sure there's 40 other isolation projects in there so you know yeah we're not going to be the first we're not breaking new ground here but it was it's it's literally something we can do together to try and um i guess fight the the lockdown the, the isolation the, yeah. the boredom yeah yeah um so yeah keeping we've been keeping busy what i want to talk about as our main topic this week is um something that actually happened to me just in the last week and it's uh, it's kind of like a, a bit of a um oh, what would you call it an expose or a, um a bit a bit of well, it's definitely story it's a hard, time. It's a hard-hitting scandal, Dan. Yeah, there's a bit of been a bit, a bit of a scandal that's happened with Sanguinetti Media, and I wanted to sort of address it. Um, it's nothing for anyone to worry about because the end result is a bit of a non-result thing. But um, it was definitely a new experience for me, and I think it's uh, important as creatives, um, filmmakers, as as business people who you know a lot of a lot of uh, our colleagues all have their own little production kind of groups or companies that offer their services to 
to, to other businesses, you know, video production services and things like that. I mean, you know, like that's the nature of, of the freelance industry. Uh, like obviously business has been terrible. Business has shut down for us. It's been messy, messy time. So whenever I get an email and I've been particularly particularly pedantic about replying as many emails as I get so that it could lead to some sort of work or something like that. Um, so I got this really interesting email um, about, uh, oh, in fact, it was uh, about about two weeks ago um, on May 1st. And it's a pretty standard thing. So my website is set up to be um, available for anyone to find find it, sanguinarymedia.com.au. Um, there is a contact form there. That contact form is so you can um, say, hey, I want a video and I would like you to produce it. These are my, this is my brief and, you know, give us a quote. The, like it's a number one lead generation for business um, for all companies. But spam emails are something that I deal with so often. For, for me, it's, it's difficult because I get a lot of unsolicited um, contact. Um, sometimes it's people looking for jobs. Sometimes it's, um, you know, and, and I'm talking about people who are looking for jobs when I haven't advertised for jobs. Um, sometimes it's um, people selling their services to me. And to be honest, I, I really don't have, well, I, I don't have the time to be able to respond to all these, these different requests. Um, I sort of work on the basis that if I've got something I need, I reach out for it. Um, or if I, you know, if I, I've got an opening or I've got um, a requirement, I, um, you know, I put a post out there calling for submissions. But very rarely do I actually look at unsolicited um, emails that come through. And I'll tell you what, my spam box is huge. Like I just get so much spam. Um, and and it's been very difficult for me to, to manage um, uh, in general. But yeah, so I got this email about, about two weeks ago um, and it was... Um, it seemed pretty normal. Um, it's you know, I'll read you the email right now. It says, um, "Hi, I would love to make some advertisement slash promotional video for my newly established products company. Please let me uh, please let me know your interests, and I would send more details. Thank you." Um, so something I've noticed is that when people write messages on on websites and stuff, their English is fairly average. I mean. Even my English can be pretty bad when I'm writing a quick message to someone. Um, so I didn't, I didn't really feel that there was anything there to um, no red flags. Yeah, there was nothing there that I, I was, I was should be worried about. So I gave a pretty standard response. So I said, um, and so this person's name was Stacy, um, and I said, hi Stacy, thanks for your message. More than interested in helping you produce an advertising promotional video for your new company. Could you share a little more about the video you're thinking? Do you have any reference videos with elements that you would like to see? Do you have a script or a storyboard in mind? I look forward to discussing your proposed videos more with you. So look, that's my standard reply. Like I try and be as friendly and open and like, you know, because I want business. I want them to to want to me to make their make their project um, because it's, it, yeah, it's an essential part of running a small business. You need to generate leads. Um, it was almost a week later when I got a response. Um, and so I was, you know, I kind of did forget about it and I did look at following it up. 
Um, but yeah, I got a response the pretty much the moment I followed it up, and it said, "Sorry for the late response. I'd like to know if I could if I got the right contact for a promotional videographer. I want you to create for me a promotional instructional video for my new company based on product and sales of organic foods. So." basically vegan foods. Um, I kind of went, ooh, vegan. Um, watch my YouTube video about vegan products um, uh, on my YouTube link, channel. Link down below. Yeah, on a link, link down below. Um, the content created will be used on my company website and also displayed on installed HDTVs in my restaurants. Um, so, so far, like everything seems pretty normal barring the sort of average grammar. Then they gave more details. Like they were really open with the details. Um, so it says the company name is American Essential Nutrient. So I went, oh, wow, it's an American company that has contacted me, found me on the internet and um, really... Um, they like the cut of your jib. They, yeah, they like, like, they like my website and so they want to, you know, want me to help, with, help them with their, their video, which is fantastic. Um, so, you know, my website is under construction, which will be registered soon. Full text, context, background music and pictures for the designs will be submitted, submitted to you by my project consultant. You just have to handle the layouts and the designs of the videos. Um, she, you know, keeps on going. I want you to add our core values, mission and vision. This information will also be provided by the consultant. Um, my budget for the three videos is not more than 6,000. I want this delivered in two to four weeks, if possible. Um, videos will be animated. Uh, she goes. She goes on and talks um, a bit more about the projects. Um, you know, there's three videos, each one um, having a different design. They're about two minutes each. Sounds all above board so far. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. Like, there's nothing there that's really throwing me off um, with it. And it was. It was. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Eh? Um, it's just a pretty standard brief when it comes to video production. So. I'm at the end. Uh, kindly get back to me with a price estimate based on the based on the um, the videos, your cell phone number, um, and um, and she also asks, "We would like to know if you are the owner. Keep safe and protect yourself from the virus." So it's got a very personal side to it. Something that, um, yeah, fairly normal to any other video production um, request that I've had. Really, she's laid it out. She's. She's asking about you and checking you out. Yeah, that's right. So I, I, I said, I watched, I, I have watched your inspiration videos. I believe I can create videos for your restaurants in a similar but unique way. The first video and second, uh, the first video and second, the chalkbook design and the wooden menu design can be built completely with graphic assets in a cool and slick animation style. I'm happy to draw on any existing images or assets to help tie with the branding and look of your website. The third video with the food construction will require a shoot to recreate. We will require clear instruction on the look and feel of your food you would like to present so we can match your customer expectation from display to their play. Now, this is just like a, a, a in-depth approach to how you can respond to um, client requests. Um, you know, basically what I did was I described the way that I would approach a project. Uh, I wanted it to be, um, you know, I wanted to explain this is, this is the things that you are paying for. These are the things that you, you know, your money will go towards and showing that I understand how video production is done. I understand how, um, uh, I understand the process of, of, of dealing with customers and how they have expectations. Um, and also, you know, like I want you to trust me with your, yeah. with your project. And then one of the things I did was I also included my payment policy. So I try and always give expectation to, to potential clients 
um, what uh, you know what they they are required to do in return. So the expectation for me is to produce a video and to produce it well. Um, I also then say, well, then your expectation is that you pay on time and that you pay a certain amount upfront and a certain amount on delivery. That's just the way I've done it, and it works mostly um, most of the time. Um, yeah. So you know, so I thanked her. She gave a response about a day later, and she wanted a further quote, which was great. She was obviously liking what I was doing. She she said, thank you. She clarified, we are licensed and based and registered in the United States. I kind of knew that, but fair enough. You know, she re reiterated that. American um, vegans, yeah. But she also said, unfortunately, I'm stuck in Asia right now um, and having trouble finding a good signal when it comes to phone calls. I don't know where she was going with that. But anyway, she said, emails should do us justice. Um, and I'll always try to reply an email fast. So I hope that's okay. Um, she asked for the additional quote number, you know, and it was all fairly, um, fairly, seemed fairly all above board still. Um, I, I guess, I guess listeners are now probably getting a good sense of where this might be going. Um, and one of the reasons why I wanted to share this was because I want to put out a sort of warning um, that, that there are red flags red flags on waste time wasters um there is red flags on things that don't seem right and so far i've missed them all you know in my desperation to find work i've really not paid attention um and so i'm about to find out how ridiculous of a situation i almost found myself in and yeah spoiler there is a happy ending to this and that is i did not really lose much but time but I was about to step into perhaps um, a and very. Mr. Vipers. I, I, I was about to step into perhaps one of the more um, clever scams that exist out there on the internet, particularly targeting media professionals um, in the world. So, look, I uh, I responded to her email. I gave the additional quote, um, and um, I also said, with all my quotes, I can provide a more detailed breakdown once a proposed script outline is provided. I do my best to not deviate from the initial estimates, and if I do, I explain clearly up front before full production begins. The variable to expect is on the script concept, which may require additional resources to meet requirements. My mission, though, is to always find the most cost-effective approach to production. There's a reason why I put that paragraph in. It's because there was something fishy. I was worried she was going to lock me in to the prices I was giving. But the prices I was giving was only estimates because I, I, I didn't have enough details to really define it. And I mean, look, the way that she was talking was that this could potentially be about 15 to 20 grand worth of work. So I wasn't simply going to say 20 grand there, there, there and done. I, would, I really wanted to break it down based on her requirements so that she knew she was getting value for money. Um, and one of the things as well is that I quoted in US dollars instead of Australian dollars, knowing that the uh, exchange rate is fantastic right now for US dollars mm. to Australian. Um, yeah. Not so great the other way around, but it was, you know, if I got paid in US dollars, it would have, you know, it would have been, been, yeah, cha-ching. It would have been something that I needed right now based on how difficult the last couple of months have been. And then, and then this is where things turn sour. Um, and I have to say, like, um, my brother, David, he's, um, you know, he's an online streamer. He plays video games almost for a living. But one of the things he, 
he um he introduced me to was a a YouTuber called Kit Boga. Um, and Kit Boga is a scam baiter. And what he does is he goes out on the internet and he goes searching for the worst possible scams out there and try and bait those scammers into wasting their time with him. Um, and it's been something I've been watching a lot during these lockdowns because he's just so entertaining and he's really clever and informative too. And that's the thing. He never, he never really does anything bad to the, uh, to the scammers. He just wastes their time and tries to understand who they are and try and understand and tries to convince them that they shouldn't probably do the scam. Um, one of my favorite things he does on his YouTube channel is he actually convinces uh, the scammer that, you know, that he's gone and bought all these um, like iTunes cards or Google Play cards and then yeah. s spends those Google Play cards in front of them, like makes them, um, you know, makes them feel like that, that he, even though they've just spent two hours taking and stealing this, mo this money from this person and then that person just spends the money themselves. Um, yeah. It's quite a satisfying response. And because it's all a virtual machine, they're fake Google cards, like he does everything with burner phone numbers and everything, no one's really heard. And the only thing is, is that the, the scammer is humiliated. So my, my, my Kit Boga senses were tingling, right, already. Um, and it was completely, completely like full alert, like red alert after receiving the response right now. So this is what she wants. She said, sounds good. I was like, fantastic. Sounds good. She loves my quotes. We're looking at a $20,000, you know, contract here in American, American dollars. Like, fantastic. Um, so after reviewing the price quote, I think we should continue with the next step since we already have a deadline to meet. This email also confirms my readiness to approve your, your quote and also to proceed further. Please, I'd like your payment information so that I can issue our deposit payment in form of a check payment mailed and addressed to your US-based individual company or your partner since that is my only available payment method right now. And I just went, a check? What is this? 1998? <laughs> like, or even 1978. Well, I mean, look, I've accepted checks in the last 10 years of doing business. Um, you know, since Sanguinary Media had begun, I've accepted checks. Um, Although probably but, closer to 10 years ago. Yeah, well, it was, it was definitely near the beginning. Um, I mean, I think only a couple, there was a couple of clients maybe five years ago that ended up paying a check. And so I was like, no way. But I'm like, $20,000, like, that's the potential what this is worth. Do I say no, I'm not accepting a check and then lose $20,000? So I, I went and talked to my brother, David, about this. Um, and I just explained, look, is it okay? Is something's fishy? And, he, and as soon as I said check, he was like, scam, scam. And I was like, oh, really? He's like, yep, yep, don't even, don't even bother. Um, so how would that work? You know, you know, them sending you a check? How? Well, let me, let, them let me elaborate because I actually wasn't sure either. How could this be a scam? They're going to send me money, right? And that money, what? It's going gonna, it's gonna to bounce, right? If it, I'm not going to do any work until it clears my account. So I was like, well, maybe I could accept a check. But you know what? I'm, I'm going to stick to my, my guns. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to accept it. So I said, in response, I said, thanks, Stacey. To continue, I require full briefing script for each video from your consultant. More details, the better. Please ask them to provide as a PDF document. Please can you provide their email and video conferencing details so we can adequately communicate 
through the production. Um, like that, that's, that's because I started, what I was feeling was she was too quick to want to pay me. And the brief hadn't been finalized. The contract hadn't been finalized. Now, look, she, in her last email, she did say, please let me know if there's any paperwork to sign. You can send it through and I can sign it electronically. I was feeling like she was probably being a bit too quick to pay me I will want to pay me. And I, 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 there wasn't even a clear brief. Um, I wanted to make sure that I was spending her money fairly. So I actually wanted to do a full cost breakdown. Um, so again, just to prove that I was going to, um, you know, I was going to spend her money well. Um, so I continued. In response, we will prepare a production contract written based on the requirements of this full brief, including a full cost breakdown and invoice generated for payments, including a payment schedule. So this was an attempt to basically weed it out to make sure that I wasn't giving up $20,000 worth of work. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, we do not accept check for payment. That's what I said. We also do not have a US-based premises. We are an Australian company. Our payment terms are... And I repeated what I said before. We require 50% upfront as deposit. Payment is to be made electronically, either directly to our Australian account through our website or through uh, Payoneer, which is a um, payment website like PayPal. Um, and it's really like um, it's used by uh, Patreon. It's used by Fiverr. It's used by a lot of the a lot of the online. Um, creation websites and things so it's really well known and really re well respected and then i added and this is where I, this was to prove to myself that this was a scam this was a this was a a bait basically and i said please be aware we do not make any third party payments these are the minimum terms for the production and will form part of our formal production agreement i'm basically saying like you've got to you like if you're not going to play my game i'm out um, I was, this is me calling out a scammer. Um, now, let me explain. Why did I use the words, please be aware we do not make any third party payments? That's because at this point, I had already done a search. Um, and essentially, I came across a website, um, a British, a British um, media person, a, a British web designer called Alex Wright. Yeah. And he had come across almost identical scam. And he had posted about it. Um, and what the scam is called is called either the third party payout scam or the payment reversal scam or the advanced fee scam. So what, what essentially was going to happen was that they were going to send me a check of way more than the amount that I would have quoted for, right? And yeah. they would say, you have to pay us back. And I would obviously say, sure. But then I went, actually, can you pay our project consultant? Do you remember when I was talking about it earlier that there was a project consultant that wasn't involved in, in the discussions, which is really weird. That was the red flag. The project consultant should be involved in these discussions from straight up. But they, 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 it was always like, we'll, we'll let you know. The project consultant will provide stuff, right? This project project consultant is actually the person who's going to receive money from me, right? So what would happen is they, I would um, receive this check, I would cash it, right? I would have all this money in my account. I would send the money on to the, um, to the next person, right? Mm -hmm. 
But then the check would bounce, right? But I've still sent this money to this third party. That's the scam. Right. Judging by your face, you're like, what? And I'm like, exactly. I don't know how this scam could actually work because here's the thing. <laughs> because we've had no business, there's no money in my account. So they've got nothing to steal. <laughs> My account is at the bare minimum, basically, to run. So it would have been a like a pointless thing. But here's the thing. I could have spent two or three weeks producing this content with no sign of being paid. And that's, and that's the thing. And because I picked up on these red flags, I basically said, I do not send money to a third party. And that is a policy you should... You should everyone, do not send money to a third party. You should only pay people who are part of your circle your production your you know so if i hire hire somebody i pay that person but i'm not going to pay somebody else who has nothing to do with me um and i mean in australia the way that things work it's really difficult to do that because that person has to have an abn that person has to you know have have you know if if they are um you know if they are under a certain classification, they actually got to become a pl- employee of your company. Um, you know, unless they are a sole trader, um, you know, like it's it's much more complicated. And so the scam itself is really really messy. But I found that um, scamwatch.gov.au actually has a little bit about it. Um, overpayment scams um, work by getting you to refund a scammer who has sent you too much money for an item you are selling. So it's it's a really well known scam, um, and is and is something that the ACCC is very much aware about. Um, so the warning signs that they've got here is somebody making an offer to buy something uh, or a service that you have, and then what pays you more than the agreed price, particularly with a check or a credit card. Um, so that's kind of that's late that's late warning sign. Um, you know the fact that she'd even brought up check straight away said to me that this this is this is a scam um so there was one one final message which um funny enough i did reply to i don't know why i did but i replied to it um so her response again had some believability to it but it was a disaster like obviously english was not their first language so it makes very difficult reading basically um, so the response was, I got your email and it was, by the way, this was within like five to 10 minutes of my last email. So it was very, very quick response. I got your email. I think your message is clear and understandable. The problem now is that I'm not able to pay you using PayPal because I'm having issues with my PayPal account. My PayPal account was debited twice when I made a transaction last week and the receiver didn't receive the amount till date. It's still on hold and PayPal has not been able to resolve that for me yet. All they said is for me to stop using the PayPal account pending the time which they don't know. Another option I could have used is a wire transfer from our bank to you but that will not work also because my bank advised me not to do that or use any merchandise pending the time I resolve all this issue at hand. I'm like, who the hell wants to send an email like that saying you have problems with your PayPal account? I'm not going to do business with you. Like, crazy. Right, and then she continues. However, am able to have my assistant send you a check for your job. Do you have anyone in the USA, a relative, brother, sister, colleague, contact? Remember, this is a professional 
arrangement. And she's like, a relative, brother, sister, what the hell? Who can receive a check on your behalf? If you have someone who can receive a check on your behalf, kindly get back to me with his name and address with phone number included. Then I will mail check payment to him for the amount and it will get there in two days. You can, there, you can proceed on my project. Please advise. I mean, that's, that is like the biggest red flag. You know, if you get that far and you have not got this, because here's the thing, PayPal will not tell you to stop using their account. Your bank will not say stop using your account. If your PayPal account is frozen, it's because you're a dodgy motherfucker. <laughs> ah. So um, are we in business with them? Uh, no. Um, they sound lo- lovely. Yeah. yeah. Um, because of the way that I set up my business, and that is I do expect 50% upfront and I do expect a further 50% um at delivery and you know i'm no at times i don't always follow that but it's because I, I i break that rule when i deal with people i can trust and people that are reputable um you know like i i and i understand it's not always possible to have have you know particularly if it's a government department or something the funds aren't always cleared straight away and so you've got to invoice at the end but this is one of the things being a um you know a small business is that you've got to navigate people like this um, and I almost fell for it. And I think that's the, that's the, the moral of this story is that I was so close to falling for this. Um, and I had my eyes wide open and I appreciate the fact that I was introduced to, to Kit Boga on YouTube because it gave me, um, it gave me the necessary spotty senses. Yeah. To, to have that, to have that sense of something's not right here. And it does mean, you know, it, I, I can be uh I can find myself to be untrust trusting of people I don't know and you know like as a single guy you know dealing with the online dating world um I don't give out my details unless I really have to and I've I'm pretty sure I would have lost a couple of potential matches because they asked for my WhatsApp and I'm like I'm not giving you my WhatsApp I don't know you you don't deserve my WhatsApp you've got to earn my WhatsApp um and you know, and, and funny enough, I actually um, received um, on the my WhatsApp just even yesterday some person in India contacting me, um, hoping to do business with me, and I was just like, you know what, that's a red flag straight away. Like, contact me through WhatsApp from another country wanting to do business with me. There is nothing. There is nothing that I can see as potential international co-production ability there it wasn't even a genuine film production it was simply like you know can we exchange services or something i don't know unsolicited mail is a big thing hollywood does not accept scripts unsolicited and it's for this very reason because people can't be trusted tell me about it people can't be trusted you have to earn that trust so i mean look i appreciate the fact you know in my email um, inbox i get people wanting to work for me all the time looking for jobs looking for uh, opportunities and things like that and they go well how do we you know get anywhere how do we achieve if you don't give us a go and i'm like well there are ways there are ways to get noticed and that is you know write a script make your own film show it to people and then eventually one day I'll reach out to you and I go, you know what? I need your help. I need your services. I would like to pay you for your time. 
I would like to collaborate with you. I would like to um, explore ideas with you. I mean, that is the way it works. You've got to build connections. It's got about the people that you know and the people that you trust. And, you know, when, when, when you're dealing in this situation here is I've got to build a trust with a client very quickly. And if I, if I don't feel that trust and they don't feel the trust, that business not is not, time. yeah, that business is not going to go ahead. Um, and so, you know, in the, in the end here, um, you know, I learned my lesson. I learned to be much more wary. Um, and you can find plenty of things online. Um, I will put into the, um, into the description of the, of, of this, that, um, you know, the different links that I've referred to and where I found out, um, interestingly enough, um, in the comments from, um, this, uh, this blogger who came across the exact same scam in the comments, um, and it's how I found it is that um, American Essential Nutrient um, has been reaching out to um, media professionals across the world, trying to get them to quote for jobs and then sending them, you know, sending them overpayments. So it's it's a established thing. It might not be the same person, but you know, it's a copy and paste job and, you know, who knows, somebody out there might fall for it and the scammer makes some money um, and it's the way that they do business. And I mean, that's what Kit Boga teaches you is they think they're doing legitimate business, that scamming is their right. So yeah, so in conclusion, guys, like, you know, it's it's easy to fall for it as I've easily fall for it, but look for the red flags, look for the things that... Um, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. That's right. Like you've got to be very careful. Um, you just got to look for it, look for the signs, and hopefully, you know, you can avoid wasting your time. And I mean, look, I, I wasted like 15, 20 minutes of my day over a couple of days. So in the end, it's no big deal. But yeah, I wanted to share this with you and, and hopefully you learn something about it. So if you want to support us on Patreon, you can um, become a audio subscriber. Every time you get a new podcast, you get early access to um, to the episode. Um, you can find us on www.patreon.com forward slash Sanguinetti Media. In our next episode, Russell and I have challenged each other to watch an isolation movie. Um, the movie that I gave to Russell was The Andromeda Strain, um, based on one of my favorite Michael Crichton books. And I gave Dan the challenge to sit through John Carpenter's In the Mouth of Madness. Well, I've been Dan Sanguinetti. I'm still Russell Lee. And we'll see you next time on Film Rhapsody. Film Rhapsody is produced by Russell Lee and Dan Sanguinetti for Sanguinetti Media Pictures. Don't forget to like and subscribe for all our new episodes. We have an episode...